Hello and welcome to the 14 Questions Podcast. Yes, welcome to the 14 Questions Podcast. Oh my goodness, he didn't say it. He didn't say the thing. You have to no, say the thing. No, or welcome back. I anticipate it as a cue now. I'm sure people are listening. Craziness. Just expect the welcome back. Or maybe they hate it. I don't know. It'd be nice to get an email every once yeah. in a while. Tweet at us or something. Yeah, some feedback. Yeah. And, and, and it is what how it was is. Your, how was your weekend? You know, it, it was good. We, we we got the dog over here just kicking away at his collar. Excuse us for one second. While, uh, yeah, Teddy's always in the studio pretty yeah, much. No, that's pretty good. Did, did you get it all scratched, Teddy? Yeah, he's, it's kind of he's funny. He's our guard dog. We have to have a lookout. Really it is kind of funny. We've been, we've been trying to solve this way. technical dif- difficulties for the last, uh, I don't know, let me look at my 27 minutes and counting. Give or take, yes. And, and uh, Teddy's been lying on the floor, perfectly quiet, and then we hit the record The moment button. we start to talk, the dog wants to interject. Yeah, it's after a year and change of doing this, we, we still find new hurdles to overcome. Yes. But it is what it is. So to answer your question, how was my weekend? Uh, uneventful. <laughs> Mine was good. Did some yard work. That was good. That's good. That's good. That's almost every weekend for you, I think. Yeah, well, you know, some more than others. Yeah. Sometimes I just stare at the grass and watch it grow. <laughs> <laughs> Go out for the once a decade round of golf. Yes. I did do that a couple weekends ago. So, yeah. Anyhow, what are we talking about? You know, it, it's we're, hard to say. Hey, we're going to wind our way to a thing. <laughs> I wanted to start by talking about. Like the neighborhood watch, right? This is a thing, at least here in North America, that we have. Um, It's the neighborhood watch. It's an organized group of citizens who look out for and police their own neighborhoods, which I think is a great idea. Like, why shouldn't we all try and protect our neighbors and keep everybody safe and their belongings and families and pets safe? Yeah, until maybe a neighbor gets like, you know, back in the day, like the binoculars. Like, no deer, I'm part of the watch now. There's crazy Susan down the block with the binoculars, and she picks up the party line and calls Martha. And you're not going to believe what the Joneses are doing down the street. It's ridiculous. But neither here nor there. I think it's kind of an interesting concept that we will band together and just report or watch strange and unusual activity around our homes. Yeah, it seems very nice. You you found some information on this. Right? I did, yeah, because, so I mean, this came out of, you know, the 1960s, crime rates were increasing, so I think it was 1972. Uh, the National Sheriff's Association um, basically formed this group, which yeah. now that I say that out loud corrects an assumption I made in my head earlier. Interesting. Um, but so the National Sheriff's Association... Stuff, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. they have signs like Neighborhood Watch, and it's like the they Phantom, the Phantom from the uh, the old, um, or not the Phantom, the Shadow. Sorry, the Phantom was a green or purple superhero back in the day, but the Shadow from the old novels back in the day, and they, the the logo is like this fedora and cape wearing silhouette of a man, <laughs> like the Shadow knows, and so does the Neighborhood Watch, right? That's strange. That's an old reference. Some people will get it. Some people won't. But uh, yeah, so everybody bands together and they watch out and they go, hmm, I don't recognize that car. It's been through here four times. Or, hmm, there's a strange animal lurking about. Or cat and tree. I don't know. I mean, right. And so, you know, again, everybody agrees to protect their own community Uh, because, you know, as we've talked about before, the police can't be everywhere. 
Correct. all the time. And sometimes you have to take responsibility into your own hands, which we're not encouraging vigilante justice here. No, this is just sort of a see something, say something. But you came across some interesting iterations of this now in the more current years. Didn't it go to some other level of, oh, that wasn't a thing? No. 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 Okay. That's what I was saying. I, I made an assumption in our discussion. Gotcha. Earlier. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, so know. it's still just basically a local thing. That Well, it's you, a nationally organized group that okay. functions on local levels, basically, through the, through the sheriff's departments in the National Sheriff's Association. Gotcha. All so, right. Interesting. So people are concerned about these things. You know, security in general. I think we've talked about it once or twice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, from time to time over here at the 14 questions. Cameras and stuff. Love to talk about security, network security, personal security, privacy, all yes. those things. The big things. So basically, what we've decided to talk about this week, anyhow, sort of hit the news. It's kind of been on my radar, but not really. Yeah, you've been following this more closely than I have, and I've finally had an opportunity to... Uh, be roped into running down that rabbit hole a bit. And it's interesting. And it was a, folks, this was a heavy lift. I mean, to really get in the weeds on this one. And uh, we did an episode a while back, not too long ago, actually. Um, I think it was February of this year. And, you know, as we're, as we do over here at the 14 questions, I think the title was IOT parentheses A. So I don't give an iota or I give an iota of a concern. I don't know what it was, but it was basically a play on words. Yes, yes. About, you know. The internet of things. The internet of things. Uh, and of course, we've talked about like tile trackers and Apple's new uh, tags as well, which yes. allow you to keep up with your lost or misplaced personal belongings. But, but uh, somebody else is coming into the foray. Yeah, and we're, we're curious about this. We're curious about an end game here at the 14 questions or, yeah, or multiple end games. I, I think there's a few different angles for this, this whole product. Yeah. Or it's not even a product, this whole service really, because it encompasses so much more than just a single specific product or a brand new ecosphere. And anytime you see something in tech, that's going to be its own brand new ecosphere. You, you have go, to go, hmm. what's the long-term plan here? So should we give it away before the break? What we're going to no, give it now? No, okay. definitely not. We'll have to take a break and then uh, we'll get into what specifically we're talking about. All right. Sounds like a plan. Sit tight, folks. We'll be right back. to the 14 questions just took a quick break are you there i'm still on break i'm sorry that's kind of funny <laughs> like wait a second what happened to the co-host of the show you do that from time to time anyhow can we tell them what we're talking about i think it's fair to do at this I, point. i'm gonna go with <laughs> unless you opt out that's just a little piece of one title of this thing. Unless so. you opt out. Yeah, certain, certain devices. Well, let's contextualize right. this before we start diving in. All right. So basically it was reported out. All right. Um, 
Laura Wamsley from the uh, NPR side of things. I caught this on my news feed. Basically that Amazon is building a wireless network, which is uh, okay. I mean, when you dive into the building is a questionable term, but we'll get into that too. I mean, they also refer to it as a wireless network scheme. In the article, not Amazon directly. Yes, yes. So, and then Recode over here. So we got, you know, Recode's reported out. Apparently it's kind of a big thing this week. Um, You know, your internet's going to share your neighbor, your internet with your neighbors. Here's how to opt out. And this was written by Sarah Morrison. Um, Actually, this was written back in January 7th, 2021. So she was way ahead of the time. Because I just caught this. Let me let me reference this article and see when the one from NPR. June 4th, 2021. Okay. So anyhow, folks, people are concerned about these things, apparently. Yeah, I agree. I think I think uh, what Amazon is doing with Sidewalk uh, potentially could have some really positive benefits for consumers. But I also think there's a reason to have some concern as well. Well, and I think what got, got to everybody on this one particularly is that Amazon basically said, we're not going to do an opt-in option here. I mean, if I'm going to do the top read across all this stuff before we get into what we dove down, that kind of, I guess, raised some eyebrows. What do you mean? I have to opt out of something, which, yeah, which is kind of silly. I mean, again, like, it, I, I think a lot of that is clickbaity in a way where, mm-hmm. like, we want to write an article and, and sensationalize a thing, which, you know, personally, I believe is a huge problem we have in this nation anyway news can't just be news news has to sell and make money and so we do things well to entice people yeah i mean okay engage emotionally etc 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 and there again i think there are legitimate concerns but also if i was jeff bezos or amazon and i was developing a new service and i also sold hardware that connects and functions within the ecosystem of that service of course by default, our own devices that we manufacture are going to participate in a service. Right. Uh, it just makes sense. Makes sense. And in, in, in the defense, both these author, authors do a, a pretty darn good job of summarizing what this is. I mean, I'm just criticizing the titles. Yeah, it's, a little it's bit. the headlines. The it's headlines, headlines get you to click and read and then, yeah. you know, which is dangerous because, again, a lot of people don't read beyond the headline. Well, that or just don't understand certain parts of technology because in your day to day life, you know, you buy a router, you plug it in, your video games are online and you get to play Call of Duty or what what have you. All uh, right. So we should probably do a, a quick. What we think this let's let's explain it. So you basically you have a home network, folks, you know, you're attached to a WAN. I won't get into it. You get an ISP, Internet Service Provider. You got basically what is your LAN, which is your local area network. All your devices attached to this thing, right? For the most part. And we did, things, a, yeah. we did a we did a we did a we did a podcast on Bluetooth. So there's this short range stuff, and it would appear as if both Apple and Amazon are looking for ways to expand these networks through devices by sharing little bits of bandwidth. Is that a fair way to put it? I mean, I, I would say that's fair. Okay, And, uh, you know, specifically talking about Amazon Sidewalk, I think they're really trying to capitalize on this. We can, because we have the internet, right? And it's everywhere. And then, you know, you have your home network. I have mine. Some of us have more than one. 
Um, and there are all these patches of land and grass and everything around you that just don't have service is, is kind of the marketing thrust of this thing. So to break down what Amazon's sidewalk is, essentially you will have a, a gateway device, which might be like a ring doorbell or an Amazon Echo. Light bulb. And it allows other devices that are compatible with this network to access it, even if they're not your own. So it takes up a little bit of bandwidth on your network, which isn't much. I think they've been at least proactive enough to think about potential problems like slowing down streaming services or anything. Yes, else. absolutely. So they, yeah. they're, they're kind of they're taking a tiny little bit and they cap it too, which I found interesting as well. I did as well for the entire month. So nobody. One device in the neighborhood doesn't suddenly take all of this bandwidth and fuck somebody out of their, you know, hard-earned money paying for high-speed internet. Um, but essentially, these devices create a mesh that expands the borders and the overlap. So if you thought about a Venn diagram of Wi-Fi signals around the neighborhood, and there's a lot of this overlap, but it's all on the extremities... Now, this just bridges the gap and allows things like smart speakers, smart lights, um, searchable tags like, you know, Tile or Apple's AirTags or, you know, Amazon has one called Fetch that you right. can put on your dog. Um, it allows these things, if they're on the extremity of your home network, to ping in to your neighbors or maybe, you know, people down the road if you're walking the dog or whatever and these devices get to access those things and then basically phone home or still have some sort of control through the Internet of Things protocols that we have. Um, so, yeah, going further, right? So we, both you and I, I think I sent it over to you, the NPR article references, that's the first reference I came across, was the that Amazon also put together a white paper on this. That is Pretty, pretty comprehensive, you know, wrap your head around a thing real fast. Like, um, yeah, I think, I think it does a good job of breaking down kind of where they're at. Right. And where they're going and some of the benefits. And there are benefits. So what, you know, what, definitely one thing is your internet goes down. Maybe your security lights still work, right? Mm -hmm. Or your ring still works because yeah. it's got a little bit of latency, but it's just close enough to the neighbors to jump on a thing, yeah, you know, when someone shows so up. when you're on vacation and your router just decides to quit working. And they tell you, you to reset it. You still get a notification it. when somebody's on your porch. Yeah. You know, I, I think that's a good, yeah. positive benefit. Now, interestingly enough, I kind of, I'm fascinated. I got to tell this story, but, you know, just as a sidebar. <laughs> so, um, for the listeners, we have a dog and we have a cat named Humphrey. And Humphrey was, my wife rescued this cat years ago. So he was skinny. We had to bottle feed him and do all sorts of stuff. And in and out of the vets, getting special food. And then Humphrey came back with a note one day. Didn't know where he was, right? But he just had a note. He had like a dime bag, like around his neck. And there was a little post-it note inside of it. <laughs> and so he opened this up. And it was this concerned neighbor about how our cat's like hungry and starving all the time. And it's like, we're bringing the damn cat back from like the dead. Like if you see him now, like the, the, the cat's almost as yeah, big as the is, dog, right? He is not underfed by yeah. any means. But it was, you know, had I had one of these tag things, I possibly could have figured out the, uh, the note caper sooner because I laughed it off. 
to this day, the wife still, she's just still furious about that. <laughs> I mean, it is what it is. The cat roams. He was eating six square meals a day. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like, it's crazy. I mean, I would have known that the cat was in the neighbor's house, you know, with his head in the bowl of food, you know, whatever. Now, you know, it's crazy. Anyway, I just didn't, I didn't mean to digress. But anyhow. No, it is yeah. what it is. So, but yeah, I think, I think it's interesting, but I also have concerns because, you know, the dog runs away, it leaves my yard, goes down the road. Its sensor picks up on somebody else's network. That traffic goes through their router, so on and so forth. So, they, okay, so the description in the white paper, right, is that basically the, the sidewalk, the gateway is, the sidewalk's a way for the gateway devices to be able to come on. And all the Amazon's going to do is really just look at metadata. So whenever I see metadata in something, I get a little concerned. But they basically oh, most go, of it's not going to have metadata. Uh, yeah, up until the point it it arrives on a I, server somewhere. I did like the description of the envelope. So the information regarding this thing goes into an envelope, and only the outside of the envelope is read as it marches outbound. And then the envelope changes, marching back inbound. They, they, yeah, they, they put a lot it's together. Called, it's called encryption, <laughs> and you know they right. But they break the three it down. layers. I mean, they, they've. I mean, just reading through the amount of encryption that they're doing on these things, that they can still move stuff through fairly efficiently, yeah. is, is is impressive. I mean, I mean, they invented AWS for Christ's sake. Sure, yeah, but I, you know they know how to code a thing or two. I, if if you build a better lock. Someone will pick it. Someone will pick it. It's always a challenge. And so to me, I just, I start to question like, oh, now any of these devices can just hop on my network. Well, that's all fine and dandy until somebody figures out how to use my ring doorbell to get on my secure network. Right. Allegedly. And then start poking around. It's only a matter of time, even if it's hardware encoded or anything. Like people can reverse engineer a thing and exploit it. Again, and it, that becomes problematic in my world. I think very solvable. If, if, this is a big if, folks, if we don't actually have to be doing the updates, they just update automatically because that's such a pain well, in the that, fucking ass, right? That too, yeah. Well, and the, again, the idea that you can opt out of participating in the service. Should well, wouldn't you that so choose? Yeah, but wouldn't that be great, right? So all of a sudden you've got your pool. Or whatever, and your infinity pool, and your hot tub, and you got all these fancy lights that come on and, and do shit when you're out there, and then the neighbor moves, <laughs> and it turns out this entire time those those things have been basically piggybacking on their right. network and not your own. But yeah. this is a great opportunity for Amazon at this point because well, I was going to say have fun burying that that um, Cat Five underground cable because that's so fun to terminate. We've done a few of oh, those it's a over beautiful here. Thing, yeah. But no, for, for, for Amazon, it's a win-win, right? Because for the last year and a half, your pool lights and your speakers and everything else have been running on the neighbor's Wi-Fi and not your own through this sidewalk application. And they know that. You don't know that because all that data is obscured on the, on the front end user's side. Just metadata for a better uh, customer so experience. So now when the neighbor moves and the new neighbor doesn't have a ring doorbell or what have you that you're piggybacking on, Amazon goes, hmm, <laughs> we're going to start sending ads to this guy. We're going to send targeted ads for a bigger, better wireless router because we know his doesn't reach all of his devices. 
And you know, so, I, I've you got know, a different is, theory over You here. talk about metadata, and like that's just one potential use, like targeted marketing. This guy has weak Wi-Fi out by his pool or whatever. You know, you know, I have a different theory over here. Do tell. Okay. I think sometime a month or two ago, I mean, you know, Bezos announced he's going to space. So he's got some brain space. So if, he, if he's he, going back, going back. Yeah. But I guess, they're, yeah, they're, <laughs> that's, that's a whole other episode, folks. But I think he literally, and you know, Jeff, if you're out there and you want to be interviewed, you can, you know, hit us up over here at the 14 questions. But I think he was, you know, he's having his morning coffee, doing his yoga. I don't know. I mean, Dorsey does yoga and stuff. And he went, WWW. World Wide Warehouse. <laughs> right? I mean, they're already there. I mean, but think of it. So if the ring thing watches the packages that are delivered to your porch. Yeah. And the packages have passive sidewalk technology inside of them. It's basically, it's a, we are now an Amazon warehouse. They can see how. Just the entire globe. The, the, the logistics of distribution are real time. Think about the fucking. Around the world. Brilliance. And you know, oddly understanding. Enough, the boxes don't even need the tags. Because the ring doorbells have video cameras. Right. And video cameras can read a QR code printed on the label. Right. So now we're just Wild. in this big. So whoever's carrying the package to your house. They're basically at the, at the whim. It's like they're working in the warehouse, right? You better get that thing. We know it took, oh. On the, time. That lawn takes like, oh, they got a bunch of stairs to climb up and all this kind of, they know all these things now. I think Bezos just sat, sat back in a team room meeting. I don't know. <laughs> and they said. I like where your head's at. Worldwide warehouse, folks. How, how the hell do we make this happen? And they said, you know what we do? We share all this shit down the neighborhood. We'll know where our truck is. We know where all our fucking packages are. Like in real time. Yeah, where they're pulling off to take a smoke break or, yeah. you know, stopping in to see the side piece. What, you know, right. what have you. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. In the holidays, you know, you see like somebody comes out there and grabs four packages, sorts through them and hides 10 of them in a the closet in the house somewhere. Or, you know, if this stuff gets delivered to the neighbors by mistake, they know yeah. it. Or if it gets stolen. Stolen. Yeah, they, you know, it, it showed up there and now it's been reported missing. Well... How much we can I mean, see it's still there, you know, on, on any day, how much is in their warehouse versus how much is actually in transit? And I would guess the in transit on truck or delivery numbers are globally just mind boggling. Yeah, it's the things you can't account for in real time. So that's, inter- that's an interesting perspective on it. It's one of my guesses. One I not considered. We talked briefly about it, but you've clearly spent some time ruminating on this. Well, I did because a lot of people, right, you know, with the Apple thing, I sort of see where Apple's going. They get iPhones everywhere, right? They get, they got more iPhones and I mean, they're all over the globe. There's a few. So if they're, if they're basically piggybacking and creating their own network that their users can, you know, get less latency or whatever the hell it is that their Apple's up to, I think they have a different end goal than Amazon. And I think where some of the, some of the stuff I've read through, everybody thinks this is a singular end goal. And I think Amazon sees an opportunity. Maybe my guess here is it's a better experience for these IOT things to attach to this bigger webby networky scheme that they've come up with. Yeah. But again, it really services. If you can services. sell a device that's never going to have downtime. Yeah. Because, or the returns. Your, your home is running on a 10 year old router that you've never upgraded because it was given to you from Time Warner or Comcast. Right. So it's a turd that's always going up or down and up and down. Or, you know, just an old Linksys thing, 
now you go, oh, this, this these lights don't ever work or this doesn't work every time your internet's down. Well, if they can guarantee a seamless experience, because if your internet goes down, it's just going to piggyback the neighbors. That's a win-win for them, to your point. Right. But in um, a, if you have a neighborhood, however, however many houses are in a neighborhood, and you got everybody paying nine or 120 bucks to their ISP, you know, they're going to sell it like it's going to increase my consumer experience, which it probably is a little bit. Yeah. But basically, they're using all these home networks for their worldwide fucking warehouse. <laughs> <laughs> just one guess, folks. I mean, I'm just, I'm going out on a limb on that one. Yeah, again, it's it's what's the long-term plan to develop this kind of meshed network and in, um, in, of in, Amazon, in, Amazon devices. In their defense, it's actually increased the consumer experience, right? Theft, loss. Yeah, I mean, if it benefits everybody, it's more likely to succeed. Right. It just depends on what the benefits are on each end. Now, there could there be some evil... There can always be evil. In there's always, there's always evil. Again, anything we create, we're not cynical at all over here on the 14 can, questions. Can use for be used for good or for evil. It know, just depends. It depends. So, we're talking tech. You know, you gotta always go with. Uh, you know, could be one of two things or both or both. Yeah, yeah. Or one thing to start and another thing entirely to finish. I'm gonna follow it though. I am too. At this now that I've now that I've again ran down that rabbit hole, I'm definitely going to pay more attention. And it's not as creepy. I don't. I personally, there's a lot of things that creep me out. You know, third party apps on social medias and all sorts of other stuff that freak me out. I'm not panicked or freaked out by this. I mean, I'm cons- You know, like anything, I look at it and go, hmm. But other than that, I'm not terribly alarmist. I'm not either because I think initially this solve some problems that people may have in I mean if you already have say an Amazon Echo sitting in your house listening to you potentially right no, it but is. The, the point I'm making is if you already have that thing that can record you listen to you what have you whether whether it's being done or not clearly you're not that paranoid which is not necessarily a bad thing but if it's already there, sharing a tiny fraction of your bandwidth so that other devices, and in exchange, yours too, can function a little bit better on the internet, might not be such a bad thing. Perfect example. Didn't you just divert something that you got replaced online? Rather expensive thing? A, and did it fit in your card today? <laughs> no, it did not. Oh, this is funny, folks. So Brandon had to replace his very fancy. I'm somewhat jealous about this. He's a very fancy screen. It's really nice. It's very nice. But the one I got had a, had a small defect, which for my purposes is just unacceptable. Yeah. I mean, when you're spending that much money on a fancy thing, that's supposed to be fancy. It's not supposed to, you know, have a little defect. It was a common problem yeah. amongst monitors. It just, you know, you go, well, this is a really expensive one. So you, you were running the calculations. Like, do I get this dropped off at a secure site or do I have it dropped off at my house so my neighbor can come have a nice screen or it gets rained on? Yeah. Well, again, the first one that came was in completely non-discreet packaging. Like it's a full color, full sized image of what's inside the box. And I went, man. Like, this is a $1,000 monitor, computer monitor. Right. Sitting on my porch. It's not a small box, mind you. And it's got a friggin' picture of it on it. And I went, okay, 
the replacement, I'm going to divert. I'm going to tell FedEx, drop it off at one of their drop-off sites, and I'll go pick it up in person. Um, so, yeah, I mean, this And it this didn't fit in your car? It did not, no, unfortunately. That's kind of funny. That's Even funny. with the roof down? Oh, it fit that way, yeah. I had to, oh, I had but to drop the top, straddled the passenger seat in my shoulder. I had to shift left-handed underneath because it's... Yeah, so like, in your, you your car's a floppy box for people who don't, don't know what Brandon drives. Yeah, it's, it's a, a manual tiny, transmission. I'm having convertible. to steer with my right hand, reach underneath my arm in the box to shift with my left hand. Thankfully, it was a short trip home, but... Maybe not the best circumstance That's kind of by any means. Yeah, it was awesome. Anyhow, you got any more ideas or thoughts on this no, thing? I think, I think that's a good touch on this thing as it becomes integrated and uh, more prolific in the future. We'll probably come back and revisit it at some point in time. Yeah, of course. All right, we'll, we'll leave it there then. All right. Until next time. Got questions? Need answers? Find them on the 14 Questions Podcast. Welcome to our podcast, where we, along with our frequent guests, will be answering your questions regarding a wide variety of topics, including current events, lifestyle, politics, and of course, popular culture. The 14 Questions Podcast is brought to you by Podhouse Media and Dive Pod Productions. Be sure to find us on the web at 14questions.org, on Twitter at The14Questions, look us up on Facebook at 14Questions, and of course, find us wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Podcasts.